Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. We're going to do a, a, a mega cast today. So, one of the things that I miss about the audio version of the podcast mm-hmm. is it's very... There's something not as intimate about the video cast. Mm-hmm. I have oh, to say. Okay. Because you're not listening with headphones or you think No, okay, well so I don't know I I don't know if the people who actually watch and or slash listened to the old show have the same opinion as I do. But there's definitely something different about this setup where like there's a camera Okay. That's kind of we can perceive the camera as being farther away, right? Because we're not focused on the yeah, mic. It was like in the old days, there was like two mics. There's one here, one over there. You know, we're sitting there and you're kind of just, you're just thinking about the audio. And like there was no, I don't know. Yeah. I, I almost believe that it people. It might be a facing thing. I don't know. Or, yeah. Yes, it's very different. And, okay. And so, I don't know. I feel like one of the things that we should try to do, since you, in your infinitesimal wisdom, has decided that you want to do a very long podcast yes. today, like a big continuous podcast. Well, and there's a reason for that. Yes. Is that you are leaving to Japan. I am leaving for Japan. In five days for six months. That's true. Which everyone's been very positive about, which okay. I have not been positive okay. about. No, okay. you haven't I'm been positive fucked. about that. I'm That's fucked. True. I'm seriously fucked. Okay. Because- how, wait a minute. But how are you? How am let I me, fucking? You're the one explain. who moved to New York. No, basically. but I'm here most of the time. Like I'm. You're still, never here. No. I never see you here. Okay, here's what's going to happen. You want to? Okay, in 30 days I'm going to be peeing in mason jars. In 45 days I'll be on some sex registry because I thought it was funny to hump the Santa Claus at the mall, and you weren't there to say don't do that. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to be so fuck. I'm fucking fuck. Hold on. Hold on. I'm in big trouble. Pause. Very worried about this. Are you trying to tell me that I am like the thing that is preventing you from becoming? A complete like sexual deviant or something. I'm not like, saying my... sexual deviant. It will be like you said oh. humping something. I don't know. No, what I'd see the Santa Claus and, think, and, and I'd say, "Hey, it'd be really funny if I ran up." And then you'd go, "No, don't, don't do, do that. That, okay. that no, that's insane." All right. And then, and so well, it's the same thing. The only like I don't even leave the house already. Okay. Now there's no reason to okay. leave the house. All right. Well, I'm just saying I'm going to be ordering mason jars. Is... I'm going to try to order one mason jar. I'll get fifty right. mason jars. I'm fucking fucked. I'm glad so we, I'm saying, glad we're we need to okay. get the podcast like enough. We need to do like one last big podcast <laughs> for 2013, and then we'll start again right. in 2014 All when right. I get out of prison. Prison. All right. Yeah. I'll, and you I'll get back you from out. Japan. Okay. I get out of prison. All right. In any case, yeah. that's where we're at. All right. So basically what we'll do is we'll put some of your money in an account later on today for bail, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's probably... Basically. Well, I'll also, come back here. Probably, I'll get the money. I'll I go put, to the court. I'll give them in like a stacks of 20s to the bondsman or I whatever. probably could also just put some money away so it's not all blown by the time you get back. <laughs> <laughs> Something bad will happen. I need, I need Casey to co-sign for this. Yes. All right. Otherwise, it's a huge Bitcoin situation. I'm really here. glad we got that out on the table, actually. Because things I, I have prepared. We've had a lot of reader, uh, well, listener, right? backlog, Some yeah. submissions. Uh-huh. And some of the things that are coming up, I think it's going to be very amusing when we consider the fact that there are questions being asked of someone who's about to be peeing in a mason jar. Uh, or humping the Santa Claus, or whatever the fuck it was you were trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. However, our first topic today okay. is not about that. Oh, okay. You're bringing it down. The way your voice has gotten <clears throat> serious. It is serious, apparently. Okay. Our first question uh, came from Stuart Harper. Okay. And I'm going to read you what he wrote us 
Uh, and since this is a long podcast, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Okay. I'm going to read it. We have four hours. We've got, we oh, got more than that. Six. I this think we're going to be six. This is going to be a long, but you're in for a real treat. We're going to have and to pause to adjust the lighting. We will pause to adjust it, the well, lighting. We had great yeah. lighting for the last week yeah. where it was cloudy and it was just white. Yeah. And now the sun's out reflecting off the water. Right. So this... We're going to have one of those days where it changes all day. We're yeah. going to fill up the stupid... Oh, yeah, I the bad... The, the, I should have bought the, the bigger, big, the bigger flash. compact flash. Yeah. Anyway. All right, here we go. This question comes from Stuart Harper. Okay. Um, and I guess it's less of a question, perhaps, uh, than a, a topic, if okay. you will. But it did kind of come in the form of a question. Dear Jeff and Casey, recently I read an essay posted on Tevis Thompson's blog... Okay. Concerning the nature of current video game reviews and what they say about the broader video game culture. I thought it was a fantastic article that gave me a lot to think about, both solidifying and changing many thoughts I had about my own feelings and opinions of modern video games. In that sense, the essay has influenced what I've been thinking when reading more recent articles on video game websites. Okay. There is a particle... <clears throat> this is just what it says. There is a particle article. I think he means particular article. Oh, Okay. He writes like you, Jeff. Hey! Sometimes it gets a little away from him. There's a particle article that I read in such a frame of mind posted on PlayStation Lifestyle in response to a question from Jonathan Blow. Perhaps you have already read it. If not, the reason for this email is that I would very much like for the two of you to read and discuss this article. Yeah, he kind of trolled him. I remember that. Titled, Jonathan Blow asked Daily Reaction, Don't you get tired of playing games that are the same? The article is a response to this question by two journalists, Sebastian Moss and Dan Oravasari. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. So do they do the thing where they... So they take questions from from people apparently, and then answer them. Apparently, it's like ask Jeff and Casey. Exactly. Only, Only I don't think it deals with the same kind of subject. Yes. But yes. Okay. So then they ask, and then so John sends in. Well, hold on a second. Let me finish this. Let me just finish this. I had never read a game journalist in this instance too, so directly argue for video game reviews to examine games as objectively meritable consumer products instead of as subjective works of culture. The degree to which this mirrored what Tevis Thompson was criticizing in his essay was uncanny. I do not want to bring up this article as a punching bag to be mocked that feels counterproductive. The specificity and rationality to which they argue this point shows this issue to be a complicated space of discussion. That discussion needs to be had over what the video game industry is and what we have all done to be complicit in it being that way. Thank you for the podcast. Now, when I said jokingly because he used particle instead of particular that he writes like you, I don't mean that because this was actually very eloquent. Mm -hmm. It's working. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay, and uh, that no, was I mean, I agreed with you. No, yes. I thought it was a well formed. I, I actually, yes, me too. I actually, it was better written than in, than the links that it poked to in that's, terms of being thoughtful. Like because yes. I didn't think, yeah. But continue. So, if you look at the actual article that he's referencing, mm-hmm. right? It's a uh, it's a Jonathan Blow uh, question that that he sent. And he's, to- he's not answering the question. He's just like, here's a question for you guys to answer. So he's kind of like a cameo appearance in this other article. He, yes, yeah. he is the person who sent the question yeah. to whatever exactly this thing is. Of course, I can't actually read it to you because, unfortunately, the, uh, the uh, advertisements... Yeah, well, oh. you know, when you go to a link in a web... You, don't, you can't actually go to the article anymore. You go to an advertisement, and the advertisement eventually lets yeah. you go to the article. That's where we're at. So anyway, uh, yeah, Jonathan Blow basically said, why don't you guys get tired of games that are all the same? 
That's what he asked. Okay. I've been excited about video games since I was a kid, and I played many games, but at some point, I get tired of playing the same game. That doesn't mean it is a bad game for someone who is younger who hasn't played that game a million times. It is probably better than the one I played because it has more modern things in it. I don't know. You just see all of these people in the press get super excited about a game that is not really any different from the previous game. What is the deal there? Right? Okay. So it's a pretty reasonable question to ask a reviewer because... Actually, most reviewers are kind of in the unenviable position of having to play way more games than even a gamer in some sense, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they are doing it all day, potentially. I don't really know what the life of a reviewer is like. But unlike a gamer who maybe only plays in their spare time... Or a kid who, like, can play, you know, but still goes to school and stuff like that. These people literally could play every day, and then as soon as they're done playing something, they're writing about that something. I mean, they are literally living with the sameness in a way that probably none of the rest of us are at all. Even those of us who are maybe sick and tired of, you know, samey first-person shooters, I mean, they probably get that times ten, right? I mean, because I'm not playing half of those things. So anyway, uh, basically there were two responses... Both of the responses were non-hostile to John. Mm-hmm. It was that nobody was dismissive. Mm-hmm. They both said, yes, actually, they do get tired of playing samey games. Mm-hmm. Um, I read through these beforehand because they're, they're quite long and mm-hmm. I'd rather not read all of them. Um, but uh, So I think in some sense it's uh, worth pointing out that the journalists, the email uh, that Stuart sent in is perhaps a little dismissive of the journalists. They were at least acknowledging the fact that this was the case, okay. right? But the part that I think Stuart was pointing out is, you know, one of the guys, uh, I think it was, let me see if I just make sure here, the the Sebastian guy, I believe, uh, was talking about the fact that, uh, let's see, he says here that uh, the fact that that many journalists do believe that there are a lot of samey games out there is a fantastic thing. Journalists need to be looking for the next big thing or simply for stuff that's really unique or cool. The fact that we play so many games and get unrivaled access to titles puts us in a position to find some truly new games and give them the exposure they deserve, thus helping the game industry expand and evolve, which I thought was a pretty good you know, mm-hmm. thing to say. But... He then said, so yes, Jonathan, we do get very tired of the same experience, but like you said, there are often... <clears throat> There often seems to be a huge amount of excitement around titles that aren't that different, which seems contrary to everything I've said. The deal behind that is that not only is there a constant stream of new, fresh-faced journalists, but a mixture of our own love of certain series, series, our hope that maybe this time it will be different because there's a dog, our ability to still be suckered in by a good trailer, and a dash of us hiding our negativity because we don't want to be unduly cruel to a title if we haven't experienced it yet. And of course, some sites do very well from hype because you guys, seriously, this Battlefield trailer will melt your tonsils, does so much better than new Battlefield trailer has battles, comma, fields. Uh, and it says game journalism will always be a hyperbolic mixture of extreme hype and extreme negativity, just like all other branches of the press. Other internet branches of the press. But, like... Well, I guess, that, I guess that's true. I mean, you, but in press in general does have yeah, that but kind of... Yeah, it's different a little bit in the sense that uh, something on, the t- on TV has had its, its advertising sold ahead of time. So, like... They're not quite as like with it, with everything on the internet. Every single page has to be something that draws clicks. Yeah. So everything, everything has to be insane. Yeah. So everything is like the most extreme way to write about that thing for the most part because it has to be because that's what we're driving towards. It's like that's the model that works there. Um, well, at the same time, sensationalism doesn't always have to take the form of saying that something is is awesome or going to be great. Yeah, like well, I think what, they what, get just as much clickbait of saying 
that bat- battlefield trailer has battles, comma Earth is that or what did he say? Comma fields, comma which fields. is great. Yeah, that's a great like, line. That actually, I think, if you had that line, would be, there'd be so much of the yeah. lunatics that are into that game being shitty about it that they'd get that too. But that. Tra- the, the, well, the, the thing in the middle is where it's like, oh, there's a new Battlefield trailer. So like, that's a different. I wonder if that's true because, well, so here's the thing I wonder. Oh, wait, just one sec. Also, the fact that they get link traffic based on the fact that somebody else made a trailer is all <laughs> shitty anyway. Like, well, and that trailer has YouTube ads in it, and so for like, other it's games, just like, it's usually I have weird. Okay kaleidoscope of advertising all the way down. I have more than once tried to watch a game trailer, which required me first to watch a different game trailer, <laughs> right? And it's like, this was already advertising for your game, and now, because I kind of wanted to see this particular you, ad, you're making me watch an ad I didn't want to see. Do you know why they're called trailers? No. Because they used to trail the movie. They used to come after the movie was over. Really? Nowadays, they're like, nope, that's in the front. You have to take that shit in the face <laughs> Before you can't walk you out. A, no, it's like no, we're not going to take you out to dinner in a movie and then hit you in the face. Wow, no, it's at the front. So, so anyway, I thought that that part by Sebastian was pretty realistic, and I'm, I mean, I'm assuming. So, I'm sorry, it's taking so long to get around to the point here. There's just a lot of text. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm assuming the part that he's talking about comes strictly from one section of Dan's thing here. Uh, and so I'm going to read the part that I, I found the part that I thought that he was referring to when he when he was talking about uh, when Stuart I mean was talking about someone talking very directly about how reviewers think that game reviews aren't just uh, opinions they're something more than that. Okay. The general percep- this is Dan not Sebastian. Sebastian's the one who kind of just seemed to seemed to lay it out pretty straightforward. Like okay. I, d- I doubt anyone who was cynical about game press would take much offense to what he said. It's like mm-hmm. he seemed like he was pretty realistic about the situation. But maybe not. Dan said, The general perception that reviews are simply opinions is the antithesis of what I truly believe. If someone is going to consider themselves a professional, they need to understand the whole market and how a product will fit within it. Many journalists that I have spoken with are tired of the growing trend of annual releases of specific titles, but the market demands that we maintain a decent understanding of the industry and how those games will shift it. So we need to still be playing everything. Some journalists will simply use the hype surrounding a game to help excite fans on their site for little more than temporarily increased traffic as a sadly high number of readers only want to hear reaffirmation that their loved game is great. The best example of this has to be the move from World War II FBS titles to modern to the more recent trend of the near-future setting. World War II games were the standard for most shooters for a time, even though I am sure that there were more than a handful of journalists who were absolutely tired of the saturation and repetition. It was not until the market as a whole grew tired of the World War II setting and a new game emerged that everyone could back that we were able to see a shift. Reviewers had stated for a long time that a number of games were becoming incredibly similar and that the genre was becoming stale, but games like Medal of Honor were still still heralded as quality simply because they were the best at the time, even though the genre had become tiresome. In general, journalists are not there or should not be there to use their positions to shift the market to their own taste in games. Although I do think that there is something with the tiresome nature of the games industry and the growth of the indie market as a whole, looking at most of the games that become popularized by little more than word of mouth, we are seeing more buzz about smaller and more unique titles than ever before. So is he saying they should not 
be expressing their own opinion? Well, okay, I'll finish out his thing. There's one more paragraph. This, of course, has more to do with the ability for gaming sites to find a method of personal opinion-based content such as podcasts. He's kind of suggesting that writing, like, the main part of the site isn't for opinions. Usually, it is during these times you will find more passion from industry vets regarding a smaller title than this year's sequel to the last year's sequel. Namely, this is done as a method to attach personal beliefs to that specific staff member instead of using a review, as those are usually... Uh, well, okay, little grammar problem here. As those usually become misconstrued as the general opinion of the publication itself. Now, that part, I believe, must have been kind of what Stuart was asking about. Okay. Because that's the part that most matches what he was saying. And so the interesting part about that is that guy is basically, he's basically saying that reviewers aren't like people in some sense when they're reviewing. They are reviewing for the publication. Like, right. it's not what the New York Times reviewer of the book thought of the review. It's what the New York Times right. thought of the review is kind of what he's saying the model yeah. is. Am I right? Would that well, be the I accurate say, way to paraphrase I'd that? I just say that's exactly why your reviews suck, right? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't go, oh, my God, PBS really hated this thing. I go... Ebert hated this thing, or any other like serious review. It's supposed to be a goddamn opinion. Like, it's not supposed to be the whole concept that you have to um, think about how the review is going to shift the opinion of this arbitrary thing, which is the top level domain that published the review. Because I don't give a fuck about a game site in particular. The only people that care about the fact of that this is on. GameSpot or whatever that's reviewing it is the only people that should give a shit about that are like the two owners of GameSpot. Like everybody else, I don't, there's no GameSpot brand. There's no Destructoid brand. I'm not going to wear a fucking t shirt. I'm like, the only reason I'm on your goddamn side is somebody else sent me a link, right? And yeah. I didn't, it didn't go to the top level. I'm not surfing your fucking right. bullshit page because there's yeah. goddamn ads everywhere right. anyway. Yeah. So I'm just going there to read that review. That's the only reason I'm on your goddamn site anyway. And I had to go through a fucking... You had an ad on an opinion page, by the way, <laughs> that we had to wait for to discuss your shitty site anyway. So, like, cry me a river that you have to, like, make the things... Oh, and we'll save the actual opinions for podcasts because nobody watches them. Because that's, well, that, that's what that's saying. So, and what so it, it, I, I don't know. I mean... It's hard to get that upset about, like, game journalism anyway, because it's so shitty and has been for so long. It's just like... So I, I feel like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff wrapped up in what you just said. Mm-hmm. You kind of just went, you just went off there. Like, I just don't have I ran any, out of... I, ran I don't out of, have any sympathy. I ran out of buffer space for uh, all the things that you just said. But I'll try to get through some uh, of them here uh, for Stuart's sake, since I think he was trying to ask an actual opinion. Um... We'll see. So the first thing I would say is if you actually look at what what that reviewer is saying, it's a little disturbing because just on the face of it, he's essentially suggesting that there should not be personality involved in game reviews. That game reviews and personality are supposed to be separate. And the odd thing about that is most quality review that people think about is not quality because it was accurate. Very few people, I think, say, oh, you, you, like you brought up Roger Ebert, for example. Very few people go, I agreed with all of Ro- Roger Ebert's mm-hmm. star ratings for movies, which is why I think he was such a great reviewer. Nobody, I don't think anyone thinks that's true. 
The reason that people really liked him as a reviewer is because he's an eloquent writer, mm-hmm. he has interesting opinions about film, and so even when he hated a movie that you loved, or vice versa... It was entertaining it, to read. I still enjoyed yeah. reading his things, because mm-hmm. he had a personality, he had you know, a, a way of looking at movies that was interesting and unique and educated, and so I don't care if what he gives the movie. I might be like, oh man, yeah, he totally, you know, he didn't see what was cool about that movie. That's fine. I still like reading the thing. And I think that's especially true, you know, he had one of the very first super popular TV shows about movies, Siskel and Ebert, mm-hmm. where the two of them together. The fact that they argued that they don't agree a lot of times about what, whether a movie was good or not was great. Right. People love to see that. And so I think... I mean, I guess there's a separate question, which is, is there a need for objective reviews of video games? Whatever that, me- what that Whatever is. that means. I mean, objective right? reviews is, how many bugs did you encounter in the yeah, first Yeah, yeah, like, does like, it work? You know, is the DRM oppressive? Stuff right. like that. If you put that aside for a second and just go, hey, let's, our subjective reviews of video games a good thing? I think the answer, from historically speaking, is overwhelmingly yes. Well, People I would say- love to see smart, like opinionated personalized mm-hmm. reviews of stuff and if you that's really that's yeah. the interesting brand yeah. destructoid or whatever that's not I don't care I don't want no to be a part of that, that. like right. that's not interesting it's called Siskel and Ebert it's not ABC's yes. review show yes exactly right? it's like you're, yeah. you're confusing this you're also and it might be that like hey your writers are so bad that you aren't thinking about them in terms of having any uh 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 um, yeah. talent you're just like oh no this is a plug-in thing we get the game right. free from this company we ship it to this guy he shits out a review right we stick it and then we put ads all over all, it, over all it. around yeah. it yeah. and then we make money i don't care <laughs> yeah. what's in there so who yeah. cares yeah. but but if you want to say i'm making content that is actually interesting yeah. then yeah i mean you can even espn like every single article is completely biased based on like and and like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're they're they argue sure. they like you know say somebody sucks like and it, like Grantland well, takes that even further they and have, Grantland is their one of their hugest uh, uh, properties on now. ESPN uh, like shows too that I've seen like when we go back to Nebraska for Christmas. They I just mean, argue. They just they'll put anyone up there yeah. to argue. They they they're not they, the more they have crappy. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll just you know. So that's not right. So I don't know. I think that it's maybe inherently a little misguided to think that that to to even putting aside the merits of it. Just if you're just talking about being successful, I feel like you'd be more successful being the person that everyone loves yeah. and hates alternatively or whatever. Yeah. I feel like that's actually what would generate. Now, granted, your comment section is going to be a nightmare mm-hmm. because the instant you express an opinion about everything, 8,000 lunatics show up. But you know what? Don't read yeah. it. Just yeah. turn that off. Pay just no attention. It. Let that just be the place where everyone festers and boils and just like, you know, concentrate on producing the thing. And I think that would be pretty great. So mm-hmm. I think that's one part of that thing which was kind of a little disturbing to me was the fact that the reviewers the reviewer themselves in this case was saying that he didn't want it to be a personal thing yeah this very very strange and i don't know from reading that since i don't know very much about that guy i don't know if that's what he's been told like i don't know if that's his personal opinion yeah. or that's just what you know but either way i think it's a bad idea you know both in terms of things so the i mean up- that part all of this there's all this whole that this whole thing feeds into a whole bunch of broken stuff anyway. Well, it's that's like, what I said. There's a bunch of things have, in the buffer oh, now. Oh well, but. now if you say something bad, we don't get free. Co- it's like why are you getting free copies? Oh, you anyway? should always buy the game. Yeah, I, 
you're not. Oh really, yeah, I mean really that's really just a given. See the movie, yeah, yeah. and it. Not but it's worse than that. Getting free copies of the game isn't the issue, though. The issue is yeah, the advertising. Yeah, the advertising is the problem, right? Yeah. The fact that a game site advertises games is a problem because one of the interesting things about where movie reviews traditionally came from is they were part of something that was running other kinds of ads. Yeah. Right. And I don't know. Like it seems to me. That well, also, not all the ads during an episode of Siskel and Ebert this were is what I'm saying. movie ads. In fact, like most it, of them were. Yeah. Yeah, um, they were just whatever, bad. right? And so I think nowadays, if we even look at this is just another reason why I freaking hate advertising. But putting that aside for a second, even if you're saying, well, we've got to be of an ad-driven model, let's get a site that advertises gaming-related things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you review just games and not peripherals, you run your fucking ads for Razor. Or whatever. <laughs> and Doritos and Mountain Dew and all that other crap, right? Which doesn't care which game the gamer is playing. Right. Take yourself out of that equation and try to get your ads from other people might be a very important step. That might be a very important step in getting games be more rational. to be better about or those say, sorts of reviews, right? Or you say having a game site is retarded anyway I, and it needs to be reviewing culture. Uh, that right? could be. And then you have a whole I, thing to Before add. we move on to the other, there's yeah. a lot of things in here we should probably unpack. But before we move on to that, I wanted to point out something. A while back, you showed this to me, actually. Uh, there was a review that kind of summarizes this a little bit in my head. The dichotomy of even when they try to go... Even when, a, when something veers towards personal critique, it mm-hmm. kind of somehow gets snapped back. Was you showed me a, a review in a Polygon, I believe it was. Okay. Of uh, the that crazy Japanese game that came out recently. I don't remember what it's called. Was it Killer Must Die? What's the name of the one? Well, the, the, that, with the crazy videos? Yeah, with okay. all the crazy videos. That sort of thing. Killer and uh, something killer like, and kissing. You, or, yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't want to know the name of the game. It was looked pretty disturbing. Like right. it was one of those it things that you're just like, oh yeah. my god. Right. Japan's another place. Uh, like it's like, wow. Yeah. That video, I mean, that, that review on Polygon, I read through it, and it basically was, like, talking about, like, that it was a very misogynistic game, and it had all these things, and it, like, you know, like, it was trying to take, it was trying to be over the top, but really it was just mm-hmm. offensive, and, like, all these sorts of things. It went through and was pretty opinionated about how this was a very, about how the reviewer was pretty offended by this work, and didn't think it had any merit. And it just was this really interesting underscore because at the very end of the article, it had like score five point nine, <laughs> right? And it was just so hilarious to to see that thing at yeah. the bottom of the video with the little glyphs, and you know, it was like pros, you know, whatever. It had this weird like thing I, around it. I don't know if it actually had the there's a separate was, thing there that I just in and, general, yeah. I like the decimal part of a one to ten. Oh, part. it's perfect. It's like yeah, this it's is great. not enough resolution. No, it's not. To express well, there's a reason for that it's because nothing, nothing that's any good gets gets less than an eight. I see. So, so they, they have this just, problem. Now you that's in there. have twenty yeah. options. I don't know so how now to start. we did yeah. yeah, I mean, we already know that Mario sixty four and Grand Theft Auto five are both like the best games that were ever made. Okay. So, so at some point, fine. how do you you need something like? irrational numbers to start expressing the difference between two things that are like it's, it's like we have infinities they need to be able to right. like rank infinities like, this game tens. is infinite good yeah. and so is this one yeah. so how do I say which one's better because I mean we need a total ordering of games I wonder how much I, yeah I don't it's I all have, pretty silly I, I, I mean at the same time I, I, I you know we got that article I also I've recently have just no I can't muster 
any outrage for that shit anymore. Okay. I'm just like, it sucked. It's going to continue to suck. It'll suck more. Right. I don't see any way this gets better. And you guys keep buying shitty shit. Optimism so like, with the Jeff and Casey shit. I'm just like, you're all, like, well, every I, time I, I see something, some game come out that does something shitty. Yeah. And then it's super popular. I'm just like, right. you know what? Just keep What take- do you mean does something shitty? You mean the game is poor quality? No, or like, oh hey, uh, uh, we adding, you know, we added microtransactions to this, and it's oh, adding right, this right, right. huge amount of revenue. I'm like, right. every, oh, you know what? You deserve it. You deserve right. every. I don't right. feel any. I, my right. empathy just every time right. some shitty business model succeeds okay. makes me feel less about the customers who are taking it in the shorts anyway. Right. And so I just it, and and that and just the fact that it it feels like it is so the the way the reviewing works what people value in a game versus don't and i'm not even okay. saying indie versus this so you're like you're, i'm just like i'm just it just sucks right you're now. So, you're so, so you're you're going full versailles on this you're like let them eat microtransactions right like the people are complaining about their yeah. reviews and you're like no fuck like, it like should, you don't deserve good yeah. reviews we should just go write a game yeah. That it's we the just, most well, oppressive off, game no, ever. We go, yeah. we go get a whole bunch of psychology books about okay. gambling. Right, right, right. And we right. really get the feedback loop right. dialed in. Yeah. And we just go make a shitty iPhone game that costs just is free. Just siphon all the money. Okay. And just be like, you know what? Fuck you all. That's like what I start feeling. I'm okay. like, at some point, somebody has to not okay. be an asshole. But well, it's not happening. I don't really know anyway. what to say about that. Yeah, I don't either. I, I hope you don't do that because we already have an entire company devoted to that. It's called Zynga. So <laughs> I don't think we need another company yeah. entirely devoted to that. <laughs> uh, but I to try to continue unpacking things from this particular uh, article, one thing that I have said before, actually, but I don't know if we've actually covered it on the podcast, is that I feel like game reviewers take a lot of shit, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, even from, so, I mean, yes, people take shit from random comments that are on the review. Like, if mm-hmm. you said that Assassin's Creed wasn't the best game ever made, then you will get someone who says that, no, Assassin's Creed was, and you're just yeah. an idiot, right? right? So there's that. But there's also, like, people who are, you know, sort of designery, you know, pe- people in the game industry who are, like, sort of the erudite designer, discusser sorts of people will oftentimes give uh, the game review- reviewers shit about things. About, like, how, why are you saying that this game is good? It's not good. Like, these mm-hmm. are not good games. You're giving high ratings to things that are essentially just shit or the same old thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing that I think is definitely true uh, of the gaming landscape in general is I think we kind of get the game reviewers we deserve. Okay. As an industry. Mm-hmm. Because in general, if 90 or 95% of what you're putting out is garbage, then why do you think you are ever going to get a bunch of really discerning reviewers in that space? Why would they ever stay around for even a few months reviewing these products, let alone a few years, right? So pretty much, I feel like the game industry has created such a hostile environment for people who were going to be high art reviewers, Right, like in other words, a lot of these. You're saying the game industry, or just the whole system of comments and no, no, the game industry. Like, okay, here's the way I would put it. Right, let's say the only thing that artists had ever produced was Velvet Elvis. That's it. Every year, there's like 50 Velvet Elvises. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. Right. 
And you come along, and there's like, you look at the art reviews now that exist in this world, and there's a bunch of people talking about how this particular Velvet Elvis used like such great velvet. It's so mm-hmm. good, it looks great over the sofa or whatever. And another person was like, I didn't love this new set of Velvet Elvises because the eyes aren't like right. the way I wanted or whatever, right? You look at that and you go, these people are such shitty reviewers, right? They should be criticizing all these Velvet Elvises because they're not the Mona Lisa or whatever. But, I mean, no one's ever seen the Mona Lisa. We don't even have that yet. Or maybe we saw one thing that was sort of suggested in that direction or something, right? But the Renaissance hasn't happened. There aren't all these great paintings around. There aren't great sculptures. There's just Velvet Elvis, right? Okay. That's where I kind of see games these days. Mostly we've got Velvet Elvis all year. All right. That's all they have to review. That's all you, you get. Every day you get Velvet Elvis. That's all you get, right, to review. I would totally, though, just as okay. a side, watch an entire channel yeah. of guys making fun of Velvet Elvises. Hold on. Could, Hold so on. That, like, like that's, yes. No, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, I Yahtzee that. does that, and he's yes. popular. Yes, he yeah. is. I totally agree with that. I'm just, let me, just, let me right. finish it out. So <clears throat> I think the problem is that most reviewers – who care a lot about the quality of things and the mm-hmm. variety of things and, more importantly, the non-base nature of them, right? Because you can be a reviewer, you, can be a, you could be a movie reviewer who fucking loves Michael Bay kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's totally valid. And that's what you're reviewing for. And you might even be critical when Michael Bay comes out with a movie that doesn't have robots in it or whatever right. the fuck. It's like, what the fuck? is like Pain and Gain or something. You watch that and you're like, robots, this is crap. Zero no ten. robots, no whatever. Like, I don't know what you're reviewing for, but you're reviewing right. for stuff. And you actually have an opinion about lowbrow, like whatever, mm-hmm. right? That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why you can't review lowbrow, right? Sure. But if that's all that there is, then yes, you might find a few reviewers whose main thing that they love to do in life is come in and trash a bunch of easy targets, which is basically right. what, you know, like, like you said, what the escapist little videos there would ever do or something mm-hmm. like that, right? You might find one or two people who stick around because they love to trash stuff so much that that's like, hey, this is great. It's way easier than trying to trash novels because there's tons of them and they're, you know, right. good with me. I got to argue with people about it, whereas everyone knows that this thing's crap. Um, but I just don't think you're going to get a critical mass of really discerning reviewers there, right? Because you haven't produced an area that would be rewarding for them to occupy. So mostly the only people who are going to be okay with their job every day are people who can find good things to say about relatively bad stuff. Okay. Because otherwise you'd go crazy. If I had to review game reviews... <laughs> I would go, I would lose my shit because I'd be like, this is crap. I've played right. this. This is garbage, 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 garbage. I quit, right? That's what would happen yeah. to somebody who couldn't find the good things in, you know, Battlefield 12 or whatever okay. it is, right? If you can't do that, then I think you're going to get kind of driven out of here. And I think in general, if I look at the gaming press currently, I actually see a lot of good in what they do, as strange as that may sound to people, because I am a bit hoity-toity, right? Uh, And the reason for that is, while they constantly do things like make exceedingly grandiose statements about something like Grand Theft Auto V, which is not maybe Mm -hmm. the... which is probably not the most amazing narrative ever told or whatever, but we will say that it is in this review or whatever... While that does happen, and it's a little aggravating to see them maybe going overboard on things like that, when new games do come out, 
that have stuff that is fresh and interesting, they are still right there for the most part. Mm -hmm. They find the good in lots of things. They don't go, oh, I didn't like this sort of pretentious indie game because it was pretentious. They're like, this is great. Like, I thought this was so interesting. People should play that. And in some sense, so I feel like they're categorizing game reviewers as being in this narrow, we only like lowbrow entertainment thing. This box yeah. that they kind of box is not fair to them, I think. I don't think they that, are actually yeah. broad spectrum. And I think they are, we have created an environment yeah, where just, you have to have that bottom level. So I don't think it's fair to criticize them for not having that because that's all they get all year, basically. Well, again, but I, they are there for you on the high end. When someone comes out with something crazy, new, and wacky, and different, they support it. Yeah, I don't, but I, that's not what I would say my argument with. Game reviews. Are. Okay. I mean, other than so, the what fact, is it? I think it's the fact that the the point of all this, in my opinion, was that if you start with something where the reviews are going to be uh, artificially good because it can't, we can't mess up our relationship with the game companies, mm. then who cares? Like all of their all of their stuff is pretty suspect. So it's like I, I could get just as much of like should I play this game or not by following a few people on Twitter than wasting my time going yeah. to their site full of ads with bullshit all over the place where I'm I'm, I'm having to like well, use a telescope <laughs> to read the actual text because it's surrounded by so much shit. It's just that's why it doesn't. But I don't like, know how much of that is true. Of right? game, I don't know how much of that's true yet. It's, it's I think sort of the point of my analogy. I hope was to illustrate that I don't know how much of the artificially higher reviews than probably is warranted is due to advertising because it could be yeah or how much of it is due to the fact that anyone who wouldn't be giving out those reviews wouldn't last a month in this environment because almost everything they will play will be garbage okay i see right yeah, and if, that might be. if you're telling someone that they can't give battlefield 4 a 9.5 that is actually a very high watermark game Compared to what they are playing on average, right? Okay. And so if you're the type of person who's going to give Battlefield 4 a 4, because that's like what you think it's worth in the grand scheme of culture, you are going to hate your life after two months, unless you're someone who just likes to trash things, like I said. I think that's the only person you're going to be left with, is people who, who look forward every day to being handed this new turd so yeah. that they can just grind it, Right. I and I feel like that's and, – and we yeah. are getting a couple of those guys. But the, 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 the Ebert – I don't know that Roger Ebert would have kept doing what he was doing yeah. if Monos the Hands of Fate was what he got every time he went to the sneak preview. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, guess I just uh, – it's a hard thing for me to muster any yeah, outrage for one true. way or the other. Like game journalism. But you have to because you got reader submission. We, that, that's about – I, I mean, when, while I was reading it, I'm like, this is an interesting question, but I just don't have any... Like, I don't care. Like, I don't... <laughs> none of those sites have anything that interests me. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, and if I were to say I want to spend an hour thinking about games, I'm very likely not to go look at a game site to do that. Like, I would go play a game. I just pick one at random. Like, um, it's not... I'm not interested in all the trappings around the game. That just doesn't bother me that much. It just doesn't interest me. Um, so, so I don't know. It's very strange. It's almost like, uh, you know, there are people that watch a lot of sports and then end up going to a lot of websites to, to also to read about sports, read about sports yeah, as yeah. well. 
Whereas in general, for me, it's just going to be one or the other. Either I'm going to go watch the game. Okay. Or I'm just going to go spend an hour on uh, Sports Center. I'm very rarely going to do both, and that's how the the game so journalism really, is. That's interesting because that means there is a type of game site that does not exist yet, which is actually what you want, which is like the dinner party download of games. It's like I don't want to actually have to play the games. <laughs> I just want someone to tell me what games I would have played this yeah. week and what I would have thought of them, so I can be done with it. I will say. Right. It is. I. I will watch. I'm more likely to watch some, uh, speed run of a game. Yeah, yeah. Than I am to watch any review or read anything about it because I just don't care. And I like, it's like, and I don't. Yeah. And it's the same thing. I mean, it, it's just all not that interesting to me. It's all that other trapping stuff. It's like going to ours <clears throat> to read about the latest Nexus. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, who cares? It's better than the last one. Done. You know what? And I'll write your review next year. The Nexus 9 is better than the 8. (laughs) And probably not as good as the iPad. Done. And you know, you can use that over and over again. And you'll save a shit ton of money. substitute the numbers. Yeah. It's just like, I I don't know. It's it's most of that traffic-generating journalism, whether it's game journalism or anything else, is just really devoid of any value. So it's... it's, uh, I would much rather go look at a whole bunch of animal clips than spend any time on Yeah, I'm sure you those. would. So there is one site, and that's Grantland, that I actually like the writing about. They do write about games yeah. occasionally. They write about almost everything now. And, and it's just – it's not only about games. There's a million other things that are usually worth reading. So I like that. And then they tend to hire good writers first, and they are very unlike – uh, uh, Dan was saying they are very, very, very opinionated. opinionated, and they just live. I mean, same thing. Just don't read the comments because they're idiotic. So, well, I, I do think that there are people in the game industry now who do good reviews of stuff. Still, you know, mm-hmm. even considering that fact, like I remember when everyone was like, "The Last of Us is like amazing. Like everyone has to play this game. It's it's you know whatever." Uh, Tom Chick's review of it was actually really good. Um, He's a very good writer, mm-hmm. just in general, which always helps. Right. But, I mean, he was one of the only people who pointed out, like, wait, does anyone actually think the game was any good? Right. Because the game is actually pretty bad. Right. Right? So, the story is good, but the game isn't. What, do, what does that mean? Like, shouldn't we be addressing that a little bit? Because at some point, the idea behind games is that the game is an important part of it. Because if all we cared about was the movie then this really is in the wrong medium. Like, right. We should be criticizing this. Because like, I imagine that you could see this sort of same pattern in a lot of other types of media. It's like, we saw this movie, it was really better as a play. Mm-hmm. It didn't work that well when we tried to translate it into whatever. If you do that with musicals, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can go see Rent the Movie... Right, probably not very good. Right, it's like because a lot of times musicals is a thing that's awkward when it's filmed. It doesn't work the same way that mm-hmm. it does in a theater or something. And the same is true of you know played a movie, movie yeah. to play books. Like this book did not work as a movie, and vice versa. Yep. And in some sense, even though The Last of Us is not a translation from one thing to another, it is sounds quite a bit like the same criticism that's le- leveled there, where it's like you know what. This would have been a better movie. Yeah. Why is it a game? And that's an important thing for a viewer to say, an interesting thing for a viewer yeah. to say, and it got said. Yep. Yet more just sort of lending credence to the fact that the game press does seem to be there. That they, they, they are there when you need them to be there. And so most of, I think, what people complain about, 
I really just don't know how much of that isn't because they're fed a steady diet of of chicken feet. Like we're we're basically shoveling just, the, cr- the crap. I don't know. You know. It could be that maybe I'm completely out of touch, and like this is how everybody gets their news about games. But it's very rare that. I learn anything from those. I, to be fair, I don't super read a lot of game yeah. reviews for this reason either. Uh, you know, a lot of times w- we have an unfair advantage because when you are in the game community, you have friends who mm-hmm. are opinionated about these sort of things and play lots of games, and you get this sort of nice yeah. feed of, like, what did a designer think yeah. of this game, which helps you a little bit, right, making your uh, opinion about it or whatever. But, you know... If you put yourself back when you were 12 years old, you don't know any of those people. Possibly. Your entire window to the gaming world is, you know, these sites on but the did internet. did anybody not know Grand... I mean, GTA Five was coming out. Did we need... Did there, did, did there need to be any reviews of that game? Well, again, I think it comes from a very different place, right? It's like, if you look... One of the huge problems with the game industry right now that I think we could unequivocally say is a problem, just period, it's very bad is the fact that a large number of titles are still $60. Mm-hmm. And if you are a yeah. 12-year-old, you may... I mean, depending on your socioeconomic status, I mean, maybe you're Paris Hilton and you just... Well, I mean, you don't know how to play a game anyway. But right. maybe you are some wealthy, famous person who also no, Megan Fox knows how plays, to do stuff. Totally okay. plays Call of Duty. Didn't is know that. Call of Duty? Okay. Yeah, it's Call of don't Duty. Care. Don't care. Don't want to know. Yeah. What, which well, one's Ghost a Ghost? Well, Ghost isn't out yet. But is that a Call of Duty? Yeah, Call of okay. Duty Ghosts is coming out. Yeah, she's in the commercial for that. She's playing it. I'm sure she is. Mm-hmm. So she's a gamer. Okay, I didn't realize that. Uh, maybe she is a gamer. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Megan Fox. I'm just saying. Uh, point being, the the problem there is that depending on your socioeconomic status, if you are a gamer who happens to also be poor, it's like affording your gaming experience is like a big deal. If you make a bad purchase, you that really hurts you, right? Right, right. And I can remember this from being a kid when I didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Um, where it's like you really would like to know. I mean, as strange as it sounds, is Battlefield 4 or Call of Duty Ghosts the better generic first-person shooter to play? As stupid of a concept as that sounds from people who like want to think about games as an art form. For people who are thinking about it, it's like, I just want to play, I just want to shoot some stuff. Mm. That's a very legitimate question. Because it's not $10, it's not even $20, it's $60 fucking dollars. Yeah. Which, even at, like, you know, Washington State has a very high minimum wage, that was a day's worth of work for you. Yep, I can see that. I just just to buy this one fucking thing, never mind the console that was required to play it, which is really fucking expensive, right? Those are like $400. So the game industry, unfortunately, has this problem of, like, a movie, yes, it's expensive at $10 or $12, whatever it is right now. That movie, you can see six of those yeah. for the same, five just, of those at least, yeah, depending I on suppose, the theater. I suppose if you're true. going to a matinee, you could see 20 yeah. movies for the same price of the game. And not only that, but it takes the same amount of time. You can play <laughs> one game or you can see, like, 20 movies, right? So we have a lot of problems in terms of the amount of investment that an individual has to make into our art form in order to get something out of it. And while there is a lot of positives there that we can draw on and things that we can do that other people can't do, there are a lot of drawbacks there that start when you look at it from a more objective perspective than just, you know, I'm passionate about games, I'm passionate about art, I'm passionate about whatever. If you step back and just go like, wait, just 
cost-benefit analysis of what's going on here. Yeah. Suddenly a review that compares these two things on a numerical score basis isn't so crazy. But a lot of that isn't because it was such a good idea to review them that way. <laughs> it was because the rest of the fucking industry is fucking broken. These right. things should be $5, $10. Another reason why indie games are so great, actually, right. is because it's rare to find or indie games for 20 bucks. you just wait two years and everything's like that cheap on Steam. But. If, I, if I was a poor kid nowadays, that is exact, I would shop GOG and Steam sales. Would be my, that'd be my jam. It's I mean, like, I, that's just I where I live. I have 500 some odd games that I've never yeah, exactly. played. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and they probably really cost me $300, $400 tops. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is a better deal just to wait a little. Yeah. In any case, um, I don't know. I just find the whole thing, it's really hard to muster any, any, any um, real passion about something. Not for me because I'm Italian. That's just like Las Vegas. With content, like right in here, you know, like I just can't. I just who cares? Like it's it's a hard thing. It's like uh, because everyone because the, the thing is though, the same thing is true about like electronic arts or something, mm-hmm. right? Because I could just be like, this company blows. Like they just shit out stuff. Right. Like what the fuck, right? But that's not really true. Mm-hmm. It's a place, and there's a lot of people in it, and some of those people really did care. And yep. got fucked or whatever, <laughs> right? And the same is true is going to be true of like games journalism or something like that, yeah. right? There are people there who really were trying to do a good job or whatever, and mm-hmm. maybe got oh, fucked, yeah, yeah, or totally. don't have the opportunity to do. Or worse yet, and I've been in this position, not game review wise, but I've been in this position myself, where you maybe started off no. with the intention of being good. So it's it's worth no, going. No. You know, but, but that's true of everything, though. I'm saying like, I'm, sure, I'm sure that Apple has some people who aren't complete fucking assholes. That's not true. It's, <laughs> but like, and there's people doing good <laughs> work kidding. there. I just I'm literally just couldn't care less about anything Apple does. Okay. Because it doesn't have any effect on me in a way. As a software developer, it's a marketplace. I'm never going right, to be able to sell things. Right. And, like, yes. the only thing I care about is, like, oh, is there a new target for me to compile for? That's literally the extent I give a shit Apple about is Apple. basically an engine of generating work for me. That is yeah. the way you think, right? <laughs> it's another fucking pain in the ass development yeah. process and so, that I have to shit my stuff out through. So that's how I yeah. see some of these other things of where it's just, like, it's hard for me to get that worked up one way or the other. Even though I, I care about where that's games fair. are going, yeah. I don't care about this. And, like, when games are so good... That then I I don't have to think about you don't think about like oh the fact that a lot of what we do is semi pornographic and gross then maybe we can start thinking about these little like the the, the what do you the, mean semi pornographic well pornographic not in the porn way but in the like base emotion oh like, okay you know um, I see what you're saying the and and so I don't know it's just I I just don't I'm like have if, any... if there's one thing that games don't do well right now it's pornography like. You go to an R-rated movie and there's going to be a sex scene in it. You buy an M-rated game and there's no sex in it, right? <laughs> I was, All we do, we only blow shit so up. No, but Nobody's going to get naughty bits out. That's a, game now, one thing, more. I am not up to date on what uh, naughty video games do because they're out there. I well, see okay, them. But that's so like X. Could, that's X, right? I'm talking about... I'm talking about a game no, that has saying, a real if, story or, or game. What if or there's a fantastic game, like incredible gameplay, a really great porno? Yeah, like, really and, and but like the gameplay is super fun. What you have okay. to do, we'll never know about it. That would be amazing. Well, that would be a good thing for game reviewers to find it's for true. us. Then, right? It's like it's some true. dude goes off for a month and just plays a shit ton of porn games. Is any of them any the good? Game- but here's the question: I would throw that back at you. 
Do we even have evidence of a porn movie that had a really great plot? I don't know. That's I mean, have we question. ever had an instance of where they were going for that and just went, you know, you I know mean, what? For some reason, some great writer couldn't get a job in Hollywood, wrote for a porno, right. and it's brilliant. And you're like, it's the sting, but everyone has sex you've, you've every heard, five minutes. You've heard that story about uh, Brecht, the, you know. Bertolt Brecht? Yeah, the, the playwright. Um, what story? Okay, well. I guess he not. Was, so he, he was writing in Germany. Yeah. Nazism was starting. Fled. Yeah. Then Nazi, Nazism grew where he was. And that, so he had to flee. Like okay. There's a Mike Daisy story about this where he's like fleeing from country. Was he to, on the blacklist? Did he have to testify? Wait, it okay. gets better. I'll tell you the whole story. So he, he's I seem fleeing, to remember him testifying. He's fleeing Congress. just like every time. Okay. He finally gets to America. Okay. Okay. And he gets a job and he can't get any jobs because like there's no – there's not a lot of playwriting in the United States anyway. And especially for this German, German. who's not – Super famous at this point, but somewhat okay. famous in Europe. Okay. So he goes to Hollywood. All right. And he gets a job writing uh, for as a as a uh, as a just hired writer for scenes in movies where they're like, you need to fix this scene in a movie. And in, oh, in previous so script, in Hollywood, a script doctor. Based, not even that. That wasn't an official thing then. Okay. It's just like, oh, we need this scene. There were people when you you could work for the studios back then and not get credit as a writer. You're okay. just like a hired hand to like, fix this scene. I thought you still always had some credit. No, they don't get any well, credit. Well, in any case. That's like the thing. Remember the Joss Whedon thing? They're like, you don't get credit on Toy Story. Like, you don't get oh, to okay. be on he film, got right? that. All right, well. There's a bunch of things like that where it's yeah. like, because it's the writer's, the percentage it's the writer's guild that's fucking you, oh, not the studio anymore, but it's, you're still getting fucked. Well, in any case, he Speaking goes, and he works, he works on a bunch of movies. Okay. And you don't, you can't look up what movies he worked on. So, but he worked on a lot of movies, and this was in the 60s, early 60s, where like teenage surf movies were huge. So apparently, no. you can be watching one of these movies, and you can tell when you get into Brecht, because all of a sudden there's a big group of people that are very passionate about something, and they're like, what do we want? Surf wax! What do we want? Now! Like that kind of thing, in the middle no of the movie, where it's way. like, holy shit, what's happening here? And then it's over. No. Yeah. So, there's a, there's, so you're saying you're watching like Beach Blanket Bingo or something. Like, Elvis is there. But, that and like Daisy but, talks about like there's four or five movies he worked on where it's just out of the blue. The whole tenor of the movie that changes. That sounds everything. awesome. Anyway. But yes, he was. He was brought up on um, uh, uh, in the black. He wasn't black. He was summoned to testify. He was summoned to testify. Yeah. And that's a pretty awesome story. Too. I remember He's that. Summoned to testify. They put him in front of the... The senators. He like refused to speak English, right? Or something. He, he pretended, pretended he, he didn't understand English. English. Yes. And for two days, they were trying to get translated. And finally, one of the senators was like, "Doesn't this asshole write Hollywood movies?" And then he's like, "Yes, I'm sorry." And they were like, "But it was the end of the day." Awesome. Okay, so it's the end of the day. So they're like, yeah. Tomorrow you get back here at nine, and and uh, uh, we're gonna have here, and we're gonna have, we're gonna get the right. to the bottom of this. All right. Five o'clock, he flies to Europe, never returns to America awesome. again. So, um, yeah, so he had a, he had a. He well, had I like him already. Work. I yeah. don't. Re- I kind of knew that. There is some. Part, there the is some. I'm trying to remember. There is some stuff where he he did for the hour that they had him. He did name. I mean, he supposedly is a little bit of a weasel, but I did like the. He's just out of here. Like they didn't think to take his I'm passport. Gone. I'm like, I'm gone. Um, 
Anyway, so yes, uh, if 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 we had the Brecht of, uh, a Brecht video game, although some of like there are some pretty weird indie games that kind of feel a little the one can, Stephen, can, Stephen Lavelle's game about going to the club feels a little Brechtian. Uh, you just go to a club and it's like flashing lights. You can take drugs and like, okay, yeah, and, and, that and does sound, okay. it's it's it, I actually really really liked it. Um, okay, very short, just yeah. Anyway, all right. So, so do you have anything else to say? About games for Stuart. No, you think that's sorry, it? Stuart. You're on your own. I have I, no. <laughs> you have no. <laughs> you have. You have any advice? Uh, this I, I, this they, is they, really they, adding motivation for people to write into the Jeff the, and the Casey cons- show. I don't have any. Wow. I, just, I can't. Right. I can't. The, the the I will say the concept of objective versus subjective uh, reviews is really absurd to yes. me. Yes. Um, if you want objective reviews, go to the 26-page Ars Technica <laughs> listing of what Apple you know, what Apple is shit into their os this time. Like, there's your there's your objective. <laughs> which which one of the yeah. two? Oh, I, I will say something. I like a game gaming related journalism, oh, yeah? which is a dude that plays Madden wrong and puts videos like he has. I, I can't remember. Like the he name intentionally of the, fucks with it, or what? No, do you mean? The, like he makes his own players because okay. you can do that, and they're called. I can't remember his name. Fuck. It's like chunk style something. Okay. Anyways, like five foot tall, 300 pounds, max on power everything, okay. bad on everything else. And then he just runs. He never punts. And then he plays them on a, uh, against real teams. And then like <laughs> if, some, awesome. if some like coach comes out and says uh, like there's a coach. I can't remember his name. It starts with CR. Anyway, he's a coach of a he's a beleaguered coach. Has not won a lot, and they're like, "Why are you losing?" His name's Crenshaw or something. I wish I could remember that. He's like, "They're not Crenshaw men here on my team," and so he was like, "All right." So he made an entire team of Crenshaws to play against him, and it ended up being four hundred and something to zero. And he broke the game. He's like, oh. "It's only two hundred eighty-two to zero, but that's because it's in the fourth quarter the game stopped recording touchdowns." So it was just like, it, he's like, How is 100 possible? points, 82 points, 92 points, and then zero for his team in the fourth quarter. He's like, I'm running in the end zone that's playing the thing. How is that possible? No idea. It's just not something. I mean, like, what did you, that doesn't make any it, sense. It also didn't have a number that you go, oh, he over, like, it right. didn't roll. It's not right. like, it's like the score stored in nine bits or something, and it rolled. But anyway, it's pretty awesome. Who stores the thing in nine bits? I don't know. I don't know. Right. But yeah. Anyway, that, I, that was... Some gaming content. All right. That I enjoyed. All right. Stuart, go watch that. It's great. Or bro team pill. All right, we'll go on to the next thing. All right, we're going to take a quick break because I'm assuming that the lighting is totally wrong. Yeah, we're going to have to bring.